This morning, I have the awesome opportunity to continue our journey in HeartStrong. We have finished the book of Matthew. We have finished the book of Mark. And now we're into the book of Luke. Wow, that's crazy. We're three Gospels in already. Today, specifically, we're going to be reading from Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 6 and 7 is our readings for tomorrow. So this will be just a little bit of a head start for those of you uh, that are, are tracking along. If you have not started tracking along yet with Heartstrong, jump in now. Here at Canada Life Center, we are going to be going on a three-year journey through the Bible. And you can go online to lifecenter.org backslash forward slash, I get them confused, slash Heartstrong. And uh, on there, you can register. It has been an absolutely incredibly amazing experience. You can join us at 6 a.m. every day, Monday through Thursday, where we open God's word together. There's such an assortment of teachers and insights that have been coming out uh, of, the, of the gospels as we journey through them. And it is so, so good. Also, pray for our young people as they continue uh, to become Heartstrong alongside us. Church, this morning we're going to talk about faith. Now, faith is such an interesting idea. It's such an interesting concept. Faith is, is the hope. It's, it's the reliance on things that we can't see yet. But faith can be hard to find. It can be hard to grasp at different times. It's, uh, Pastor Jason referred to it as this one time. He said, faith is like finding Waldo. And I was like, excuse me, sir, where, where are we going with this? And he's like, no, no, just stay with me. He's like, faith is like finding Waldo. Like, you know, in those books, if you've ever done them, I mean, like, you know, he's there, right? And you know what hat he's supposed to be wearing and the glasses and, and he's got that cute little shirt on, right? And he's in there, you know it. But faith can be like finding Waldo because it can be, it's so important for us to find precisely what faith is. And today we want to describe that. Today we want to go on a journey of identifying how Jesus sees and, and really leans into faith. My prayer today is that here in this place, that we would find faith together. Luke opens chapter 7 with a, a story that really dives into this idea of God on the journey to build faith in the Israelite community. Before Jesus goes to the cross, he wants his disciples to see faith in action. He wants, to see, he wants uh, the populace to understand that faith is something very specific, but it can look different. It can show itself in different ways. In Luke chapter 6, uh, just as we did in Matthew, we see that Jesus has concluded his his sermon on the mount. And now the author of Luke, Luke himself, wants us to see what a life lived out of this sermon can look like. Jesus enters the city of Capernaum. And as he enters the city, there are a bunch of Jewish elders, these, these, these scribes, these Pharisees who approach him on behalf of a Roman centurion, a military leader who would oversee uh, over a hundred men. The centurion, they report, has a servant who is gravely ill. One of the questions that we have is, well, what in the world is going on here? Why are the Pharisees, why are these Jewish leaders bringing this news to Jesus? The centurion has told them, listen, my servant is ill. I need you to go to this person, Jesus. And, and we know the conflict that has already arisen between the Pharisees and Jesus. So why are they going to Jesus asking him for a miracle? 
Luke chapter 7, verse 4 to 6, it says this. And when they came to Jesus, they pleaded with him earnestly, saying, Listen, he is worthy to have you do this for him, for he loves our nation. And he is the one who built us our synagogue. He is the worthy to have you come and do this for him, for he loves our nation, and he is the one who built us our synagogue. We see the motivations of the Pharisees here. It's not even, uh, their, their concern isn't even really for the servant who is ill. It's not necessarily for the individual who is sick, but it's for the centurion who they recognize as someone who has power and influence. Here is someone in the Roman culture who has, has obviously looked pleasurably upon the, the Jewish people at the time. They say, listen, he speaks well to us. He treats us well. And look at our temple. Look at our synagogue. He helped us build this. There's, there's this idea that the Pharisees, they don't even necessarily want Jesus to move in power as much as they want the respect of this centurion to fall on them. Listen to how Jesus responds in, in uh, Luke chapter 7, 7 to 10. How we, we hear what it is that the Pharisees are asking, but listen to how he responds to the centurion as he comes upon him. Therefore, the centurion responded to Jesus, Therefore, I do not presume to come to you, but say the word and let my servant be healed, for I too am a man set under authority with soldiers under me. And I say to one, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turning to the crowd that followed him, said, I tell you, not even in Israel have I found such faith. And when those who had been sent returned to the house, they found that the servant was well. Church, living in God's kingdom is trusting in what our, only our king can do. Living in God's kingdom is trusting in what only our king can do. Here the Pharisees have come to Jesus and they delivered this message on behalf of the centurion. The centurion says, listen, just go and tell him that my servant is ill. See, myself, the centurion says, I am in charge of all of these people. And when I tell someone to go and do something, I know and I can trust that it will be done. And as the scribes share this, 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 this message of faith with Jesus, Jesus pauses and he's not, notice here, he's not taking the Pharisees' faith, but instead he points the direction towards the faith of the centurion. Someone who wouldn't even necessarily have had faith in the God that the Pharisees uh, claimed to be following. He says, this is faith at work. Church, I want to encourage you today. He can do it. God can do it. When God wants to move in power, when we extend our desire to him in faith, God can move in ways that we would never even fathom, in ways that, that would leave us with our jaws hitting the floor, in ways where we stand back and say, wow, only God. Here, the, 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 those who have brought the message, they return back, and Jesus hasn't gone to the bedside. He, he hasn't taken fish and broken them and prayed over it. He simply marveled at the faith of Zentirion and turned to those and said, now it is done. Because of the faith of this individual, there is healing that, that can take place. One of the things that can be difficult when it comes to finding faith is that faith isn't a formula, but faith is actually built on our relationship with Jesus. Amen? 
Faith isn't a formula. If you're here today and, and, and as I'm talking about how we're going to really dig into faith and we're going to be able to identify some of the things that, that faith looked like so that we can find Waldo in the picture. If you're here today expecting a formula, I want to encourage you. It's more about the relationship that we have with him. See, even here, the Pharisees were going to Jesus, not for the relationship that they wanted with him, but for the relationship that they wanted with the centurion. But the centurion understood the structure and the order of things. Our God, our Savior, Jesus, is king. He is creator. He is majesty. He is ruler. And so he can speak life. He can speak change. He can speak blessing over any situation. One word from God can change your life forever. I've said this before, and, and I'll say it again, that one of the greatest miracles that we can pray for, one of the greatest faith builders that we can step into is someone receiving Jesus for the first time. I know many of us are here today, and we're asking God to step into different situations. We're asking God to work his miracles in, in different ways. Maybe you're here today, and, and you're struggling in your physicality. Maybe you're here today, and, and your emotions are drifting up and down and left and right. Uh, maybe you're here today, and, and there's just something where you're like, God, if you could step in, it would change my life forever. Beloved, I want to encourage you that if you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, his miracle is already at work. See, this is the greatest faith builder is that when we see somebody extend their heart and acceptance to him for the first time, recognizing that he is king, there is nothing in this world that will solidify your relationship with the Father more than watching somebody experience it for the first time. This is why we pray for our junior highs. As they're at retreat, they're not just there for the gross camp food and the mosquitoes and the cold nights. Bless them. No, we believe that our junior highs at the ages of 11, 12, and 13 can experience the radical transformation of Jesus Christ. We believe that our junior highs, as they are away at retreat this weekend, gather together with just a, a couple leaders and over 50 students, we believe that healing can take place in the tabernacle at Ottawa Valley Pentecostal Camp. We believe that these junior highs can take Jesus from that camp and through faith walk into their schools tomorrow and watch as people fall on their knees before the glory of the Holy Spirit. We believe. In Luke chapter 7, verse 12 to 17, we see this different idea of faith. Now Jesus has left Capernaum, and, and he and his disciples, they're uh, amongst a crowd in a town called Nain, about five miles uh, southeast of Nazareth. It says this, As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow, and a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bear, and the bear stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all, and they glorify God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread throughout the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. 
Church, let's pray this morning. God, we welcome you into this moment today. Holy Spirit, we see, Lord Jesus, the, the contrast between the Pharisees coming for what it was that they could achieve through political and social gain and, 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 the, and the, the, the centurion understanding the structure of the world that you have put together. And God, in this story, we see, Lord Jesus, as God, as you stepped into a moment where there was grief and there was sorrow, God, the moment that you showed up, everything changed. And so this morning, Lord God, I pray, touch our hearts today, God. God, move in faith in this place. Raise the temperature of our hope in this place, Lord God. Lord, I pray that our trust would be extended anew today. God, I pray that the dead would rise in Jesus' name. God, I pray that those who don't know you, that they would have an opportunity today to call on your name and proclaim the name of Jesus. God, for our city, for our world, where everything may seem dark, God, you are light. You are light. And so God, today, move in power as only you can. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Church, do you trust that God sees and has compassion on you? See, this, this amazing story is so different. In the first story, just a couple verses before, we see that the centurion sends the scribes. He says, go and meet with Jesus. Here, Jesus is simply walking through. There's no invitation to connection. There's no reaching out. There's nobody reaching out to touch the hem of his, of his garment. It's simply Jesus meets them in the midst of their situation. And his compassion for the mother who has lost her son, for the crowd who has gathered to grieve with this family, his compassion moves him to work in the miraculous. Church, I want to encourage you today that God has compassion for you. God has compassion for you. He sees you in your circumstance. He knows what it is that you're going through those knees that just don't work the way that they used to, God is there with you in every ache and every pain. When you wake up in the morning and don't know how it is, you're going to get out of bed. Church, I want to encourage you that it isn't just your self-motivation that's helping you rise that day. God is with you. You may not see it. Maybe some mornings you don't even extend the hand and, and, and asking God to help you, but his hand is always extended for us. Here, Jesus walks up to the woman and says, listen, do not weep, and speaks to the dead. He says, rise up. Church, I believe today that God is calling us to rise up. On Friday, we were able to watch as people walked in through our doors. People that in a year of being here at this amazing campus, I have not seen. And as every single one of them walked in, I thought, wow, you just hadn't been here yet. You just hadn't been here yet. But I prayed new life over every single person that walked in. The beautiful thing was as people were done and they walked out with different blessings and different things. We had uh, one of our, a couple of our amazing, amazing volunteers at the door. And, and we would hear this. Listen, is it okay if I go home and tell somebody else? 
Of course we said no. No, no, like we're, no, no, right? No, we said, of course, go home and tell somebody else. Bring all your friends. Go knock on doors. Bring them out. It was so incredible on Friday to watch as these things that were given away freely, that were soaked in prayer, that were, were, were being, uh, people were being walked through the aisles by believers, people that deeply, they didn't even know their name, but we had been praying for them for weeks that God would move them through. And as they received just small gifts, as they received just little things that would make a difference, there was something that triggered in their hearts that said, I can't be just for me. Can I go and tell somebody else? There is something so beautiful about watching God move in our midst that even those who don't know him, that even those who don't understand who he fully is, they respond in the way that we see in the gospel. I have to go and tell somebody else about what it is that's happening at this church. I have to go and share the goodness of what it is that's going on. And church, for those of us that know him, We need to double down. We need to tell people about who he is, amen? We need to share the good news of what it is that God has done. Maybe you're in the midst of not knowing what he's going to do next. Maybe you're in the midst of asking God to move in power. But we are not a people who only rest on faith of the outcome. But we have faith and we believe that we are never alone. God is so good. God is so good. I can't wait to see what he's going to do. Two different stories of faith that are found here in the early chapters of Luke. One of a hand extended and another of God just showing up. Church, that's our God. When it comes to finding faith in your life, I want to encourage you that the first thing that you need to do is find out what type of hat God wants you to wear. And the type of hat that God wants you to wear is a clear picture of who Jesus is. Come on. If you're going to find Waldo in that picture, it's important that you really recognize, you know, what that shirt looks like that he's wearing, where it is that, 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 that you know, because there'll be different people with the same colored stripes on, but it's just not the same. Church, I want to encourage you, if you want to find faith in your life, get into God's word. Get into God's word. We're not going on this journey of Heartstrong just for something to do over the next three years. We are going on this journey of Heartstrong because we are going to watch him move in power in your life. We're going to watch him move in power in the lives of those around you. You're going to find yourself, church, I'm telling you right now, you're going to find yourself over these next three years of journeying through God's word together, you're going to find yourself in different situations where people are going to ask you different things and and go over different questions, and you're going to start to quote scripture to them. 
I can't wait. Church, I know I'm going to get emails. Pastor, it happened today. I was speaking with this person and they don't even know it, but I was quoting this scripture right to them. And I sat back and said, what is going on? Let faith build. Establish your relationship in Jesus. Establish who he is through his word. Chidma already shared with us today, it is important for us to be in the same ship. Right, fellows? Chidma, that was so good. I'd never heard that before. I was like, that's gold. I'm using that. Some of you are here today and it is almost impossible for you to find Waldo, for you to find faith because of what it is that you've been through. I want to encourage you that God is not here or sending anybody here this morning to diminish what it is that you've walked through. But you might be surprised as you get to know those who are sitting in this room with you of how many have walked through similar experiences. Marriages that just haven't played out the way that you dreamed. Children who have made decisions that you just wish they hadn't. Jobs and opportunities that just seem to slip through your finger. Health that just seems to be spiraling. Beloved, you're not alone. You're not alone. One of the wickedest weapons of the enemy, one of the things that he'll try to do in your life is he'll try to convince you that Waldo isn't in the photo at all. He'll try to eliminate that faith completely from your life. As you're scanning through your life and saying, God, where are you? Where are you? You will hear that temptation of the enemy saying, he isn't here. He never has been. But I want to tell you today, get a Life Center Kanata family member in your life. Before you leave today, I challenge you, ask somebody to pray for you. Before you leave today, just extend that hand of saying, hey, I'm tired of trying to look through this picture on my own. We can find faith together. You don't have to do it all by yourself. My Bible tells me that the faith the side of a mustard seed, a tiny little seed, can explode. Can explode into this massive, beautiful tree. Church, you can start today saying, God, I thought that you had left me. God, I didn't know where to find you, but here you are. Maybe you need to be the, the centurion today and just extend that, 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 okay, God, I know who you are. I know that you can do it. Or maybe you're here this morning and you need to be like that woman who thought that all hope was lost. As she's placing her son in the hands of the bears as they were making their way out of the city. Five miles from Nazareth, God had been walking towards that city to meet her right there at that point. Church, God can meet you where you're at today. I want to encourage you, let faith rise. Let faith rise. Dig into who God truly is. This is an important part of our journey here in Canada. I truly believe that.
I've said this for weeks. You're going to hear me say it for 10, 20, 30 years. There is a reason that you were placed here today. 100 of those reasons walked into our church on Friday night. for stories and experiences that you're walking through, for you to know that you are not alone, to extend in, in just that desire to say, God, would you meet me right where I am? Beloved, we are victorious. For he that goes before us has already won the battle. And so whatever it is that you're walking through, wherever it is that you're looking to build faith today, I want to encourage you to do it here in the midst of community. Do it in the midst of your relationship with God. Come out on Tuesday nights. Join together as we read through the word together. Join together as we, as we discourse and dig into what it is that God is doing. Join us on, on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Monday mornings on Zoom. Find a place where you can connect with others who will extend that hand, who will encourage you, who will lift up your arms when they're feeling weak dive into God's word he's there I sense that we're to pray prayer of hope this morning get the sense from the Holy Spirit that there are those in this room that you've been scared to hope Because what if God doesn't show up again? But what if he does? What if he does? If God moves in miraculous power and you've been praying for five, six, seven years, in that moment, God makes his way into the city and speaks to your situation, speaks to what it is that you're going through and says, rise, get up. And that miracle from heaven begins to open up and the light becomes so bright. I promise you, you are not going to sit there and say, oh, but God, it took seven years. No, there is going to be joy and a joy overwhelming for the reminder and, and, and that motion, that notion in your heart that God is who he says that he is. Church, there are stories of miracles littered all throughout this room. Times where God stepped in where it just didn't seem like he could or nobody knew what to expect. But there are more stories and more testimonies yet to be written. So let's pray today. We're going to pray a prayer of hope over this room. That hope would dig so deep into where you are. And I challenge for you is if God moves in power in your life this week, would you reach out to somebody that's a part of this body? Because we want to testify of the great things that God is doing. Can we pray today? Let's pray. Holy Spirit, I pray right now for a conviction of hope on your body today, God. God, I pray and I believe that there are those today that need to be reminded, that need to remind themselves, that need to move under this, this authority like the centurion had of recognizing that you are the King of Kings, that you are the Lord of Lords. God, that you don't even necessarily have to show up in person, but God, by a word that you can change a life today. 
God, I, I just sense that there's a hope that's extending towards family members today, God. People that have been praying for years to see you move and, and, and to see you, Lord Jesus, turn their family members back to an understanding of who you are. God, let hope rise in this place. God, I pray that once again that knees would be bent, God. I pray, Lord God, once again that heads would be bowed, Lord. I pray that there would be a confidence in your word, that we would allow hope to just flourish in our hearts today, that God, you're going to do it. Maybe right now, God, wherever our family members are, wherever our loved ones are, God, maybe you're doing it right now. God, let hope rise, because yes, you can. God, I pray that hope would rise in situations that people have already declared dead. God, I pray that hope would rise in situations that people have already abandoned, God, that people have already released. Holy Spirit, if you were reminding them of that thing right now, Lord, I pray that they would make a commitment to say, okay, Holy Spirit, I hear you. Okay, God, I sense you moving in that area. And though I had given up hope, and though I had, I had, I had, I had little faith that you ever would, God, I am committing once again to stand on your word that your answers are yes and Amen. God, we remind ourselves today of what we've already read in Scripture. Not two months into heart strong, God, that you not only care for the sparrows, God, that you not only shine your sun on the lilies of the field, but God, that you created each and every one of us, that our worth is so much more. And so God, if you would do it for the sparrows, if you would do it for the lilies, God, I pray that our, our family today would stand on your word. God, you'll do it for us. So God, I pray hope that would lead to breakthrough. I pray this morning for a hope that would lead to renewal. I pray, Lord Jesus, for a hope that would lead to transformation. God, I pray this morning for a hope that would lead to healing. God, I pray this morning for a hope that would lead to salvation. God, I pray this morning for a hope that would transform our world, God. God, let your light shine in the midst of it all today, God. God, I pray for a hope that would be a beacon in this place. A reason, Lord God, for us to rise each and every day. To stand in expectation of what it is that you might do. And so God, help us as we scan that photo. Each and every day, God, help us find our faith and to see your son. We ask that in your holy name today.